Before we begin the show, I just want to say that this podcast is brought to you by the Wedding Video Boss Patreon page. There you can pledge as low as $1 to keep the show going. Different tiers give you different perks, like transcripts of all the current episodes. This is for those who don't have time to listen for an hour. You also have extra episodes that are a little bit more in-depth and straight to the point. Also, for a limited time, coaching sessions with me. So head on over to www.patreon.com That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash wedding video boss to learn more. All right, see you there. Don't start the video with a drone shot zooming into the ceremony venue and a sign of the venue. Like that's really boring to everyone except the bride. Start with like the best moment in the wedding. Start with the groom seeing the bride for the first time and watching his face and watching him cry. Suck people in and then you can go in chronological order if you want or not. I mean, everyone's style is different, but if you want people to watch that video on Instagram or watch that video on Facebook or watch that video on the site, you have a millisecond to get their attention and a drone shot of Cleveland, Ohio, which I can say because I'm from Detroit, Michigan, is not going to get anyone's attention. You know what I mean? Nobody cares about the outside of the Marriott. They care about what happened in the hallway of the Marriott where the groom saw the bride for the first time. Welcome to the Wedding Video Boss podcast, where we talk about the business of being a wedding creative. And on Mondays, I invite over the heavyweights of the wedding industry. Guys, today we have Rachel Jo Silver, and she is the founder of Love Stories TV. And we're talking about why video is important with your wedding business, what it takes to make a successful wedding video, and how to market your wedding services using wedding videos. I really tried so hard to talk about the other vendors for the wedding because I really want you to be aware of how important it is to have video in your social media. So the interview is coming right up as soon as we start the music. Rachel Jo Silver is the founder of Love Stories TV, a modern media company building the first and largest library of real wedding videos to attract and inspire millennial women. With its massive collection of data-enriched wedding films submitted by brides and filmmakers from all over the world, Love Stories TV is a hub for a fast-growing and deeply engaged community of brides-to-be and wedding film enthusiasts. Prior to founding Love Stories TV, Rachel spent four years at Birchbox, where as an early employee, she built the community, regarded as one of the most loyal and engaged in all of retail, and defined the first in-class social strategy from the ground up. Rachel also acted as a face for the brand, teaching beauty tips and tricks to its huge following on Facebook and YouTube, so she knows what she's talking about. As Digiday put it, it's not often that a marketing employee feels like a celebrity, but most marketers aren't Rachel Silver. Rachel is a recognized expert on social and video strategy, as well as a resource for the modern, social media savvy bride. She interacts daily with her dedicated community on Instagram, answering their questions and providing tips on subjects like bridal beauty, fashion, modern wedding etiquette, and more. She is frequently quoted by outlets like Brides.com, SheFinds, Today.com, and more, and is a regular contributor to Brit & Co., Birchbox, and WeddingWire. 
Rachel is a graduate of Michigan State University and completed her graduate studies in international affairs at the American University in Paris. Her home base is Brooklyn. So friends, help me in welcoming Rachel Silver. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for being on the show. Hi. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, we were talking earlier about this whole... The I, I feel like I've known you forever because... We when I started finding out what Love Story T Love Stories TV is and what, what it was all about, I feel like I've seen the the entire company grow and I'm I'm so so proud of what you've done. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean you've really been around. You know, we are you were one of our OGs, so it's like fun to um to like connect and finally like be talking to each other on video, which is close to real life. It's um, pretty close. And yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. Congratulations on the podcast. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Thank you. So, okay, before we start, I wanted to ask you, sorry, I didn't brief you about this, but I wanted to ask you no, no, if anything. you could uh, tell me something about yourself that people probably don't know about you. Um, let's see. What's something people don't know about me? Well, um, I'm pregnant right now. I'm having a baby in a couple weeks. Uh July 12th is my due date. So I don't know if people know that. Um, and another thing people don't know about me, which is sort of relevant to love stories is I met my husband in kindergarten when I was five. My gosh. Wow. That, <laughs> congratulations on both situations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's so crazy. You, you pretty much beat my record because I met my wife when we were 15. So oh, kindergarten's wow. like, wow. That's How did crazy. you meet? So we've been, we met in school in junior high because uh -huh. I, Aww. I repeated a year because I didn't want to go to school, <laughs> but, um, so that's when we met and then, um, Aww. well, we didn't, we See, didn't get into it. I know. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Isn't that funny? That's so cool. So now that's out of the way. I want to ask you, um, I guess just. Tell us, tell the listeners and the viewers what uh, what got you into this industry and what you're up to right now. Yeah, so um, I'm Rachel. As I introduce myself, I'm the founder of Love Stories TV. And Love Stories TV is the first and only video platform for wedding ideas and inspiration. Um, so the way that Love Stories TV works, if you're not familiar, is that wedding filmmakers and newlywed couples from all over the world upload their professionally produced real wedding videos along with all of the details about the wedding. So people who are planning their wedding can come to lovestoriestv.com as well as our social channels and watch videos according to anything they might be looking for. So if they already know their venue, they could watch videos from that venue to see which filmmakers and vendors have worked there. They could watch videos from their state to try to find a filmmaker to hire for their wedding. If they're trying to decide between two florists, they could watch wedding videos that feature those two florists to try to see their work and get a sense of, you know, how the flowers look. If you're looking for ideas for vows, um, anything you could ever think of wedding videos are really the best way to research that. And any of the filmmakers or vendors or venues that are listed with the videos, um, you can contact them. So we have 13,000 videos on Love Stories TV, and we have about 30,000 businesses listed and about 50,000 um, tags for 
things that include businesses, but are also like winter weddings, Jewish weddings, Hindu weddings, gay weddings, rustic weddings, bohemian weddings, like anything you could ever want to watch. Um, and then we have a lot of women who just watch the videos for fun. So they are a little bit younger, uh, which is great for the wedding filmmakers and pros because they're kind of like attracting followers early. Um, and they're just watching the videos because they're amazing and they're great entertainment. Um, so that's what Love Story Suite is and how it works. Um, and I spent several years before Love Story Suite at Birchbox, which is a beauty subscription service. And I ran the content team there. Um, so that's where I really got into uh, learning about the power of video uh, for marketing and really starting to think about, you know, what um, types of video content help people make purchase decisions. Um, and that's what led me to Love Story TV. Okay, so I, now I'm curious because, you know, before before the rise of video, because everyone knows that, I don't know if everyone knows, but it's pretty obvious that social media is pretty much dominated by video by now. Yeah, yeah. What attracted you to video? Because how old is Love Stories TV? So Love Stories TV is three years old. Okay. Um, we launched in the fall of 2016. Um well, when I was at Birchbox, we were a beauty company. And so the best way to teach people how to use a beauty product was in a video. And beauty is really one of the industries where video took off the earliest, you know, a little earlier than fashion, even earlier than the food videos and all the stuff you take for granted. Now, women were um, doing makeup tutorials in their bedrooms from like the earliest days of, of YouTube. And so that's where we really saw the power that on our site, for example, at Birchbox, pages that had videos on them, those products would get purchased more frequently because people could see how to use them. People spent longer um, on the pages that had video. You know, we saw right away. Um, and the complicated thing about video is that it can be very expensive to produce. And so you're always trying to think about how you can source video um, in a non-expensive way. Um, and so that's what really attracted me to the wedding videos is that Couples pay thousands of dollars to have these incredible pieces of content made. And then before Love Story TV, filmmakers were just hosting them on Vimeo and there's no audience on Vimeo. You know, there's consumer, the regular consumer doesn't use Vimeo. And so I was like, this is such a waste. I mean, these filmmakers are making this incredible content. They give it to the couple, but then it just sort of languishes on Vimeo. Um, and I was like, we need to get this content in front of more people. And that, um, you know, I knew like for someone to pay to make a video that looks like this, they'd be spending so much money, you know, um, a dress designer or a venue. They could never create a piece of marketing collateral that looks like that. So it was obvious to me there was a way that um, filmmakers could get their films in front of more potential couples by uh, the venues and the dress designers and all those people, you know, um, wanting to use the videos for marketing. So do you do you base it off of numbers or uh, subscribers? How do you how do you see like the the rise of of video? Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, between our site and our Snapchat Discover channel and our Instagram channel and our email, you know, we reach about ten million people um, a month. And so you know, yeah. Oh, but it, we're global, right? So yeah. there's about two and a half million weddings a year in the United States. But we have videos and weddings from all over the world. And like I said, we have a lot of younger women who are just watching the content because um, it's amazing. And then they start to follow those filmmakers on Instagram or save a picture of that venue. And then when it's time for them to get married, they remember those pros and those 
brands that they discovered through the real wedding videos on Lovestars. Okay. Wow. Okay. In my mind, when you said 10 million, I'm like, you're, you're such a nice person because you do, you, the, the website is pretty much free. In my mind, I'm like, if I charge a dollar per person. <laughs> well, we don't want to charge. We do charge some people, but not the filmmakers, right? So yeah. the idea is like for the filmmakers, we're like, listen, why would you put your content on Vimeo? No one's going to see it. And even if you put it on your own website, the only people who are going to see it are the people who come to your website, which is why everyone's using Instagram and using Facebook and using YouTube. But there's power in aggregating similar types of content together. So people are like, oh, well, I know if I go to Love Stories, that's where I see the wedding videos. That's where I find the filmmakers. But so filmmakers, we just want you to host all your videos with us. And something I think people don't realize is that in addition to marketing, Love Stories TV is free for filmmakers, so you could stop paying Vimeo. You can literally upload all your videos to Love Stories TV. You can decide which ones you want to be public or private, and then you can embed our player on your website, so you really don't need to pay for Vimeo anymore. Um, and you can send those links to your clients, etc. The people who pay us are the other types of wedding brands and pros. So a florist might buy a subscription with Love Stories TV to have the wedding videos that feature their flowers reach more people. And so in addition to the filmmaker being credited, the florist is credited too. Or we work with big dress designers who want people to watch the wedding videos of brides wearing their dresses because it's like a commercial for their dresses. And then it also benefits those filmmakers because the dress designer is paying for more people to watch your videos and see your name. So it's really a win-win for everybody. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. Okay. Now I want to ask, is there, if I am not a wedding filmmaker and I yeah. want to, I want to upload uh, videos on love stories TV, I can, right? Not today. Today it's okay. only the couple or the filmmaker because we want to make sure, Very good. you know, Filmmakers, if you're listening to this, you're a filmmaker. So you know that you own the video and the only other person that has any rights to it is the newlywed. So even though a florist, a florist probably would never have the video file. They might have like the Vimeo link, but actually in order to be on Love Stories View, you have to upload the file anyway. So they can't really, they don't usually have the file, but if a venue comes to us and says, oh, we want to work with you more closely and we have all these great videos from our venue will say, okay, here's an email template. Send this to all the filmmakers who have shot at your venue or send this to all of your brides and encourage them to do the uploading. Oh, my gosh. You're so smart. Okay. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're pretty much just solving a problem right now. That's great. That's, we think so. Yeah, yeah. We think so. So uh, is there a limit to uh, the number of videos that a filmmaker can upload on Love Stories TV? No, we want your whole library. And the more videos you upload – you know, not only will you just naturally be discovered by more brides, but we also work with filmmakers and we're like, listen, if you upload this many videos, we promise we'll do this many features about you on Facebook. Or if you upload this many videos, because we really want to encourage people to upload all their videos because that's where you get the benefit. So if you sometimes filmmakers are like, well, I only want to upload my five favorites. And I'm like, that's okay. But then you're only going to get discovered if a bride happens to search for those five venues or those five planners or, you know, whatever, or, you know, she happens to be looking in the place where you're based. But if you upload your whole library, which might be 50 videos, then you're going to get discovered on 50 different venue pages, 50 different flower pages. You have more chances to get discovered when she searches for a filmmaker in Tennessee or a filmmaker in Michigan. You know, it's just um, the more videos with the more data you have, the 
more searches you might appear in, basically. Okay. So, um, I, you said you had... Let me say one more thing. Yeah. But, so I don't want to deter people. If you're just getting started and you only have five videos, that doesn't mean you won't get featured because we feature people all the time who have one video on the site. Like our editorial team is constantly just watching as many videos as possible. And if we love something, we'll feature it. It doesn't matter how many videos you have. You know, it's not like um, required. It's just if you do have a lot of videos, if you have been doing this for a while, it's in your best interest to upload them all. That's all I'd say. Okay. You you have to warn your tech guy because I'm going to upload a bunch of videos next week. <laughs> Yay! Amazing! So amazing. Uh, is there an option for me to uh, upload a video but put it on private? Yeah. They all default to private. Okay. So what happens good. is you upload your videos, they default to private, and they only become public when you add the details. Because for us to have public videos that don't have any details, it doesn't really benefit the bride because she really wants to know where did it happen and who else worked on the wedding and who was the filmmaker and all that stuff. So they all default to private, and then you go in and you can tag the other vendors, tag the location, tag the style, and then that makes it public. Okay. I'm wondering now... For example, a, a wedding planner hired someone to film. For example, there's no videographer for that wedding, right? And yeah. the photographer mm -hmm. just hired someone or the wedding planner just hired someone to film snippets of her working, but at the same time showing what the wedding looks like before and after. Would she be able to upload videos? Or just filmmakers? Literally, the only user types on the site that can upload are newlyweds and filmmakers okay. today. Um, we, have a, we have a little bit of a beta test going with some photographers, but they can only add photos to a wedding where there's already a video. Okay. Sounds good. So, And we're, and we're sort of building that out slowly because we do think, you know, there's benefit to photos. Like, there are certain things that only video can show, like the vows and the speeches and the way that the dress moves and the first look. But, like... If you're researching a cake, I can see how a photograph of the cake is really helpful. So I think we will continue to sort of slowly build out that beta test where certain photographers will invite them to add photos to weddings that are already on the site through video. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to think now if you have any observation when you started in 2016 with mm -hmm. the three years that you've had love stories tv what was the i guess with the wedding films what how big has it become yeah well so when we um let's see when we first started it was about 30 percent of couples were hiring um a filmmaker and now we've seen that stat get closer to between 35 and 40 percent so it's still not 100 percent of couples but it is slowly growing um zola who's a um, you know, they do the wedding registries and the wedding websites. They actually did a big survey last year. And the number one regret of couples that they surveyed of the hundreds of thousands of people they surveyed was either not hiring a videographer or not spending more money on a videographer. That was the number one regret. And we hear that anecdotally all the time. People oh, yeah. really regret it if they don't hire a filmmaker. Um, I think the biggest thing is that you're just seeing the quality um, and the creativity and the artistry just you know, improve all the time. It's amazing. I mean, I talk about it to people who aren't in the industry and it's just like, this is the only category of content in the whole world where professional filmmakers are creating videos about regular people. 
It's very special. It doesn't exist anywhere else. And when you're in a wedding video, you really don't look like a regular person. You look like a celebrity. Your hair's done, your makeup's done, you know, you're so happy and you're in this beautiful dress. And um, it's, it's really unique. And um, I just am really impressed with like, you know, the creativity, you know, it used to be like every wedding video kind of was like a cookie cutter, like it went in chronological order and they sort of hit these certain things. And now people are experimenting with, you know, cold opens and, and things not being in chronological order and different, um, you know, color grades and, and um, splicing in like external content and interviewing the couples before the wedding. You know, there's so many creative things happening now. I love, I love watching the industry evolve i you just said the cold open and i'm like oh here we go <laughs> so because <laughs> the thing is i i just watched your uh talk uh for bnh uh the in-depth yeah, what was it like depth a, of field, depth yeah. Of field. Yeah, yeah yeah so i was ranting about it, that it was great like when you said <laughs> oh, thank you, you That's know so nice. you know that cold open is so important when it comes to think, yeah, yeah. So do you mind talking about that a little bit more for the videographers who are listening? Yeah, of course. So I think the thing is, the way I describe to people is like, listen, the couple who hired you is going to love their video no matter what. You know, like, unless they're really, really difficult. Like, it's their wedding. and <laughs> They love your work. That's why they hired you. They're going to love it. But just creating the film just for them is, it's like you're not getting all the bang for your buck. You know what I mean? Like, make a video that the couple's going to love, but other people will love too. And that's how you get the most out of Instagram. You get the most out of Facebook. You get the most out of YouTube. You get the most out of Love Stories TV. So for example, a cold open is something I always encourage people to do, which it means don't start the video with a drone shot zooming into the ceremony venue and a sign of the venue. Like that's really boring to everyone except the bride start with like the best moment in the wedding start with the groom seeing the bride for the first time and watching his face and watching him cry suck people in and then you can go in chronological order if you want or not i mean everyone's style is different but if you want people to watch that video on instagram or watch that video on facebook or watch that video on the site you have a millisecond to get their attention and a drone shot of cleveland ohio which i can say because i'm from detroit michigan is not going to get anyone's attention you know what I mean? Nobody cares about the outside of the Marriott. They care about what happened in the hallway of the Marriott where the groom saw the bride for the first time. I always I always tell people I never call myself filmmaker because I believe that my job is to cover, to capture those moments first and turn it into yeah. a film if I can, yeah. right? So yeah. d just making sure that you capture those moments is what's going to help your video pull the right heartstrings to attract right. other because whenever we we here in in buffalo video in our company we we always just never try to do anything super crazy because i know i know in my heart we can't do that consistently so we always yeah. focus on the moments and the memories that we yeah. capture and it's funny because whenever we have people who walk in here like new couples, they always say, oh my gosh, we watched those videos on your Vimeo page and we're like, we're crying and we don't even know who these yeah, people are. So Exactly. Yeah. So having that cold open means that you're focusing on the moment and I love that. Yeah. I love that you. So my, my next question is, for people who aren't filming weddings, 
but mm-hmm. they're in, in the wedding industry since there yeah. is a rise in um there's a rise in video for marketing for your wedding yeah what kind of cold open should other wedding vendors do if if ever they want to get into more into like the video aspect of their social media well i don't think vendors should get into video i think they should use your video and that's how we started love stories tv i mean if you're a venue why would you hire someone to take a video of your venue you have a video every weekend like the wedding films are the video and so we've built out tools at love stories tv for example um all the vendors um with channels on love stories tv which is any vendor that's ever been tagged they can get a little snippet of html code and instantly embed all the videos that tag them on their own website which is great for you, the filmmaker, because then it means that someone goes to that venue's website to research the venue and they're watching your videos to research the venue. Um, And when we have venues who are paid customers of ours, who are marketplace customers of ours, we help them, um, you know, we publish the videos on Facebook and then give them cross-posting access or we teach them how to regram. You know, um, they are so lucky that there are these amazing marketing assets that have already been created that feature their products and services and they should be leveraging them. And that's what we help them do, which benefits you because then more qualified customers are watching your videos. My gosh, that's such a good answer. (laughs) I love it. Okay. I have a lot of questions about that, but you pretty much answered all of it. So I'm skipping that part because, see, I'm, I'm writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when it comes to how important do you think it is for I, – I feel like I want to talk to the, the other wedding vendors whenever they're yeah. trying to, you know, try to help their couples out. Because yeah. there's there's still a lot of couples that we talk to that say, oh, you know, we don't really have the budget for the video or we really don't think we need the video. How do you think the wedding vendors should market the video? Because, you know, I'm going to ask you about the videographers later, like how we're going to yeah. market it. But for wedding vendors, how do you push without being like too salesy? I mean, the truth the truth is like what I said before, like this survey with Zola, um, people regret it. I mean, I regret it. So a big, you know, a little bit more about my story is I got married in 2013 and I had very little to do with my own wedding. I hadn't been to the venue till the day before my mother had picked out the venue. My mother hired all the vendors. Um, I like had not a lot to do with my own wedding. And she asked me, do you want, um, a videographer? And I, so this was already six years ago five, five or six years ago, I was 29. And, um, I sort of remembered wedding videos to be quite different than they are today. And I was like, no, like save your money. Like they're kind of (laughs) cheesy. Like we don't need it. And she was like, okay, great. And then at my wedding, my family did like the most amazing surprise flash mob you've ever seen. Like it was the best moment of my life. And, you know, everyone gave amazing speeches and the ceremony was so beautiful. And I woke up the next day and it's like a blur. And I remember saying to my mom, like, Ugh, even if wedding videos are cheesy, like, we just should have had one. Like, it's such a shame we don't have a video. And I sort of was feeling regretful about that. And then I went, you know, I worked at Birchbox, which is like mostly women. And I had been in a sorority in college and I have tons of female friends. And so I sort of started paying closer attention when I would see people's wedding videos on Facebook. And I was like, 
these aren't cheesy at all. Like, this isn't what I remember. Like, these look like feature films. Like, these are amazing. And it really clicked for me, like, the regret you feel not to have any video footage and the fact that I just didn't realize how amazing these films were. And as someone who worked in video, I was like, man, people think it's expensive to spend $2,500, on a video like this. But, like, at Birchbox, if we wanted to make a video like that, it would cost us $100,000. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's a pretty underpriced asset to be honest with you. Film wedding filmmakers should be charging a lot more, which we can talk about later. But um so anyway, I just think that like if you're a wedding planner or you're a venue and you're not encouraging your couple to get a video like you're really doing them a disservice because you know they're going to regret it. I actually I remember talking to a venue uh coordinator before. We were just like casually talking about you know, just the industry and, you know, photo and video, how important they are. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I said, I told them, you know, it's your, it's a, the duty of someone who's not photo and video to recommend the really good vendors because, yeah. Yeah. you know, you could always recommend like uh, the, the newer, the newer people. But when it comes to a, a venue who's trying to get into the market a little bit more or uh, an old venue is trying to get a little bit more hip people who have more experience and ha are more professional when you hi when you recommend them to couples it gives your service justice so cuz like for caterers or florists or venues you put this amazing wedding together right it's just magnificent and magical and once the couple sees their photos and video and it's not it doesn't really like show anything and translate well you're kind of like doing yourself a disservice as well right uh -huh. yeah totally right i mean it's like one you should tell your couples to have a video because it's the right thing to do because they're going to regret it and two if your couple has a video that's free marketing for you i mean it's no-brainer especially if it's a really beautiful video exactly so okay now i want to ask you is there any advice because most of my listeners are at least are starting out or at yeah. least like, you know, thinking about getting into mm -hmm. wedding videography? What advice could you give them yeah. to be able to get into the market and stand out in Love Stories TV? Like in the because you said there's like 30,000. Yeah. 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 So, OK, I think the number one thing, obviously, is like. Do a good job for your clients. Like I run a website, but we all know word of mouth from real friends and real family is how um, the best way to build a business. Okay. So just do a good job for your clients. Get them the video fast. You know, get them a one minute Instagram edit the next day, especially if you're getting started. Like just, you know, hustle to give people great service quickly. You know what I mean? Brides are so videos. So that's the first thing. The second thing I think is when you're making that Instagram trailer, thinking about the stuff that we were talking about before with like the cold open and just think that, remember other people are going to see this, you know what I mean? And so the bride's going to love it either way, but if you can make it something that will be attractive to other people, um, you're getting to bang, more bang for your buck. I think the third thing and this applies to love stories TV and also other social media is making sure you know everyone else who worked on the wedding. So here's how you stand out on love stories. There's two ways. One is adding as much data as possible. So if you tag the florist, you tag the caterer, you tag the venue, 
you find, you send the bride a form ahead of time asking her, what dress are you wearing? What shoes are you wearing? Who made the tuxedo? All that stuff, the DJ, the band, the cake. When you tag those on love stories, that means if someone's researching that cake caterer, they're going to find your video. Someone's researching that venue, they're going to find your video. So it's just like Google, you know, it's just like SEO optimization. The more data and information you have, the more likely you are to get discovered in a search engine. But the same thing, when you post that video on your own Instagram, tag everybody in it, tag the florist. So she'll come back and like your post and comment on it. Like, it's so easy. Like no one else else in other small businesses have this type of content like you have. You know what I mean? Do the work, send a intake form to your couples and get all the information. We have an intake form that we provide filmmakers. Um, we can, you know, we can link to it or figure out a way to get it to you listeners. Um, send it to your bride and be like, I want to know all the other vendors working on the wedding one so that I can be effective on the day of the wedding. And two, so that I can list them on my website and on love stories TV, you know, to credit them, to credit these people. Um, so that's like just general, like marketing advice. And I think the other thing about love stories TV that people don't realize is once you, if you upload 20 videos tomorrow or two videos tomorrow, and you think one of them is awesome, like the groom really cries when he sees the bride or there's like a puppy in it or like the dad gives like an exceptional speech. Email um, videos at Love Stories TV um, and tell us and we'll flag it to the editorial team. You know what I mean? Like we're looking for great videos to feature. We need your help. We need you to tell us when you've uploaded something you know is like above and beyond amazing. I don't know if we already talked about it, but I really want to get into um how to how do we market our service because i i guess my question is like for me i'm getting i'm going past the age of the average age of people get, who are getting married right mm -hmm. how do i is there a there, is there like a way that i can market to them without being too too salesy Is there, are there like steps that I have to take? Isn't that a great question? You know what's better? If we have an actual conversation about it. I created a Facebook group just for the bosses. That's right. I'm calling y'all bosses because I really want to hear what you think. Let's talk about your business, share your frustrations, and celebrate your victories. I want to surround myself with driven, hardworking people so we can help each other out and not feel like I'm being judged all the time. Let's talk about business. I can't wait to see you there, so visit the show notes after the interview and click on the link. Okay, now let's get back to the show. I think what the word steps is right and it's almost having like a checklist in your mind. So it's like, okay, first of all, at the wedding itself, like, you know, look professional, look the part, make a good impression, okay? Because people are going to come talk to you. They're going to say, oh, my sister's getting married next week. She's looking for, a, hopefully not next week, <laughs> next year. <laughs> She's looking for a filmmaker. You know, bring your business cards with you, like dress nice, like kind of make a good impression at the wedding itself. Then I think get the bride and groom that one minute Instagram edit vertical, cut it vertical. I know you don't want to. I know you think it's harder. A, ver a horizontal thing on Instagram, nobody can see it. It's not worth your time. You just wasted eight hours or six hours or hopefully only three hours, whatever. Um, cut it vertical. If you need help, reach out to us. Our friends at Archaeus made like an amazing template and tutorial. We'll send it to you. Um, okay, so get them like that one minute Instagram cut like the next day or two days later. Um, send it to them right away. You know, have ask them, remind them to tag you when they put it on their Instagram. You know, and then put it on your own Instagram and tag all the vendors. And now you have 10, 11 people who are 
tagged and who are going to come back and comment and share. And the bride's going to be like, oh my God, my wedding was the best day ever. And like, we're obsessed with Bafo video. They just sent us this trailer. You know, the sooner you do it to the wedding, the more excited she is. And then like, don't take six months to get her her video back. Get her her video in a month or get her her video in two weeks or whatever you can do. You know what I mean? There's like great services that can help you with editing if you need to. Um, and the faster you get it to her, the more excited she still is about her wedding. And make it really easy for her. when you send it to her, be like, hey, can you... Um, can you share this on Love Stories TV uh, and talk about how much you like liked working with us and tag all the vendors? Like, that's the thing I always tell filmmakers actually about Love Stories is like, you can upload all your own videos for sure and use us for hosting and storage, but like brides can do it too. If you like are really busy, just ask your brides to do it. They can upload the video also and they know, listen, they know every dress, every, every bridesmaid wore and every shoe and they're gonna, you know, even do a better job with the data than you are. Um, so I think like, just being personable and friendly. The other thing I always tell people to do, and actually um, we were doing another podcast with Taylor from Ladybird Studios who gave this advice, which I thought was great. Email that video to all those vendors. Like remember that intake form I told you to get? Email all the vendors and be like, hey, here's the video from Rachel and Justin's wedding. Um, I hope you guys like it. I'm gonna tag you when I post it on Instagram so you can regram it from my Instagram. But if you wanna use this anywhere, you know, here it is. I mean, that's amazing for them. You know what I mean? I think just like thinking about all the little things that you can do um, and then like post on Love Story TV, post on Facebook, post on Instagram. I mean, listen, you should also use Wedding Wire. Like you, that's how people will find you. I mean, I don't, you don't necessarily have to use a paid account if you don't want to, but um, put yourself out there, put yourself everywhere. That's how, you know, that's how you start to build your business. My gosh, this is great. Okay. So, <laughs> so because now I'm realizing, so I, I, I interviewed Kelly Dab before, and she she talks about symbiotic marketing. And what it is, mm -hmm. is kind of like putting the, tra not really trapping the couples into this web of just just uh, just uh, marketing yourself the whole time. But yeah. what, what I used to do is I do like a, a vertical Instagram TV video, right? And then... Right now with Instagram TV, IGTV, it's, uh, it shows like a preview on Instagram. And then if you want to keep watching, you just press and it goes, goes to the Instagram, mm -hmm. IGTV. I have a link to IG, IGTV that says, do you want to watch the horizontal video? And it goes straight to our Facebook. And when it's on Facebook, now that I'm listening to you, now when it's on our Facebook, I could say that, do you want to see more videos? Um, I could link it to our Love Stories TV page. Exactly. That's amazing. That's exactly right. Now, yeah, that's and then exactly when right. it gets make to... Make it easy for people to contact you. Make it easy for people to find you. Make it easy for the other vendors to tag you. You know, do the... And it's... Listen, it's hard. Like, it's harder to crop it vertical. It's harder to look up all the Instagram handles of the vendors if you don't have them it's one more step to email the bride and be like, can you fill out this form so I can get all the other vendors info? Like, I'm not saying it's not, but that's how you grow your business. You know, it's, it's going to take work. That's the yep. thing you can't, you know, so when, when, if a bride uploads my video, am I going to ha see that in my channel or is it? Yes. Yeah, it lives on your channel and you get an email right away that says, hey, your bride, Rachel, just uploaded her video. It's on your channel. Um, you know, we hope 
you'll upload more. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Now I want to ask you, because most of us who are in the wedding industry try to, are part of communities, right? Um, I am part of a community of people in my area that I always work with. It's just filled with like, you know, coordinators and photographers. I want to ask you for a filmmaker, what, what community should I focus on when it Mm. comes to marketing my stuff and how can I build one for myself? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think that, so I think there's two really obvious ones and one less obvious one. So the really obvious ones are photographers and planners. So let's be honest. It's still a high budget bride that hires a planner. Most people don't hire a wedding planner. Like that's 10% of your wedding budget and most people can't afford it. But if you have a wedding planner, you're likely to be able to uh, not think that a videographer is too expensive or something extra and the planner is going to know that you want that video. So like ingratiating yourself with planners is really smart. So, you know, just go on Love Stories TV, find all the planners in your area, you know, email them, be like, hey, I just want to introduce myself. I'm a wedding filmmaker in the area. Here's a link to all my videos. Like if you have any brides looking for videos, I'd love you to recommend me. And like, I'd be happy to give all of your brides, you know, a 5% discount. Um, if they mention you or something, you know, something like that. I think doing the same thing to photographers, what we see. So, um, filmmakers and newlyweds can upload videos to love story. but most get uploaded by filmmakers and the most common, um, other vendor that they tag are photographers because the photographers and the videographers always know each other. And like, I know it's sort of a bummer reality if you're a videographer, but a hundred percent of people hire a photographer. So if you can get photographers recommending you, that's really good. So, just like reach out to photographers that are in your area, you know, introduce yourself, send a link to your website or your love story CV page. Again, say that you'll give their customers a little bit of a discount, you know, whatever. And like, um, try to establish relationships with those people. I think the other one that's like a really underestimated place to get coverage is, um, dress designers. So if you send that intake form to your, um, brides and you find out who they're wearing and then you post that video dm it to that um dress designers instagram be like hey i just posted rachel's wedding video and she's wearing um i'm sally and i thought you just might like to have this video for your instagram like we will do that on your behalf if i'm sally is a customer of ours but um it's something y'all should be doing anyway because they have big instagram so that's why my gosh you're just solving everyone's everyone's problem right now (laughs) this is great I, 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 the, the thing is, I never knew that you do that. I, I just thought that Love Stories TV is a database for couples to see, you know, get inspiration. But I never knew that you, th- there's just so much work involved. And there's, you, you go the extra mile for these. So uh, this is, this is just so great. So now you're, you're talking about, you, uh, earlier you said that brides who hire wedding planners have a budget have like a bigger budget than brides who don't, right? Yeah. And I feel like uh, people in the wedding industry need to realize and acknowledge that weddings are a luxury. Like 
people don't really have to have wedding video or a fancy venue. So as soon as they decide that they're going to get married and they're going to get married in this place and I want a planner and I want a photographer, I want a videographer, um, we have to acknowledge, we have to know that this is a luxury and with luxury, we have to price accordingly. And you said earlier yeah. you want to talk about pricing, so this is this is my segue for us to yeah. talk about pricing. Well, I mean, listen, filmmakers get paid about two-thirds what photographers get paid, and they're working the same amount of hours on the day, and they spend more hours. They're actually getting paid less per hour in total than photographers. Um, and it's just because people, 100% of people hire a photographer for their wedding and they have for a long time because photos older, you know, it's just like more established and like, that's all it is. But, and I think, listen, it's one thing when you're just getting started, like when you're just getting started, you got to hustle. You know what I mean? You, you undercharge for your services. You do all of this online marketing stuff that I'm talking about. And every year you charge a little more and a little more and you can do a little bit less weddings and a little bit less weddings. Like that's how it works. But the thing I say to couples all the time, you know, we have a podcast where we talk to brides and they complain about this or that. And it's like, I'm like, you don't have to have this wedding. No one's making you like you're lucky. You're so how lucky are you? You met someone you love. You want to spend the rest of your life with. That's the most important thing. And you have a little bit of extra money that you can throw an amazing party. Like you really don't have anything to complain about. You're lucky. And these vendors are not trying to rip you off like they're making a living. They're charging you what it costs to create this video or create those photos or create those flowers. And if you can't afford every single thing you want for your wedding, you can't afford every single thing you want, but people aren't overcharging you. But it's this thing where like you're buying something you've never bought before. So on the flip side, you have to understand why they're confused. You know what I mean? Like they've never bought a video before. They don't know how much a video costs. How would they know that? You know what I mean? So I think it's like being patient and helping people understand um, you know, will will benefit you and help you grow your business over time. Okay. My gosh, this is so good. <laughs> I'm so Thank happy. You. Okay. Um, so we've talked about community. Like, actually, I want to ask you how you built your community because it. I'm I'm sure it didn't happen overnight. Like, how when you started, like, how did you build this huge community of people just going to your website? Yeah. Well, something I didn't really realize when we started is how left out of the ecosystem filmmakers were, you know, so I saw these videos, I was like, it's really crazy that the Knot and Wedding Wire and Martha Stewart and Brides and no one's like doing anything with these videos like that's nuts. Um, we should create a place just for video. And I started talking to filmmakers, obviously, and just interviewing filmmakers and trying to learn about the space. And they would tell me like, yeah, a wedding I worked on got featured on Style Me Pretty, but they don't put the video there. Or, um, you know, a wedding I worked on got featured on Martha Stewart, but they like don't put the video or the types of weddings I do aren't brides weddings. And so we were like, okay. And so they were like, we feel really left out of the ecosystem. Like no one features videos. So first of all, just by being, a, even before we had a big audience, just by being 100% focused on videos, filmmakers loved what we were doing. They're like, well, we just want to support you just because you're supporting us, you know? And when you can tap into a niche community of people who are passionate about something and they're underserved, that's when, you know, things grow. And so filmmakers were attracted to us just by the principle of what our business was doing. 
And then we started growing our audience because people want to watch these videos on Facebook and people want to watch them on Instagram and they want to watch them on YouTube. And then we, um, you know, we have a partnership with Snapchat where um, we have a Discover channel, which there's, you know, only certain publishers have to Discover channels. And so that really like scaled our business in an incredible way and allowed us to go from reaching like 2 million to like 10 million people, you know, every month. And now all these people all over the world know about Love Story TV and like know about our site. Um, but also, so, but I think it really started with just like learning that the filmmakers needed this thing they didn't have, you know, and really supporting them and believing in them. So, okay. And then we, you know, we started doing things like the wedding film awards, which um, only focus on wedding films. Um, and just, you know, this year we went to a lot of like wedding filmmaker conferences and we're always just trying to get to know people in person and really learn about your business and what we can do to improve it. Uh, do you have any advice? I don't know if you already have uh, people from outside of the U.S., like especially in the Asian in the Asian market. Do you have any videographers there? What advice yeah, can you give yeah, them? Yeah, 30% of our videographers are from outside the United States. Okay. And... Uh, So what advice can you give? Uh, I don't know how many brides from outside the U.S. visit your site, but what advice can you give to the non-American uh, filmmakers? Yeah, well, we, we have audience from, we have videos from um, hundred, oh, what, I don't know the number, over 100 countries. Okay. Um, and we have audience from all over the world. India is a big audience for us. Australia is a big audience for us. Canada is a big audience for us, obviously. Um, so really the advice is the same. It's like the data is the most important thing. You could have the most beautiful video in the world, but if you have it on Love Story TV and you don't say where it happened, the venue, you know, where it happened or the type of wedding that it was or anyone else that worked on the wedding, it's less likely to get discovered. It doesn't mean it can't get discovered because if you're a filmmaker working in Paris and someone's just looking for filmmakers in Paris, they're going to find you even if you don't say anything but Paris, for sure. But, you know, if they're researching a particular dress designer or a particular planner and you've tagged them, like, you're, that's another way to get discovered. So that's why the data is really important. And the second piece, like I said, is just emailing us and reaching out to us when you have a video that's incredible because we want to put it on our YouTube and we want to put it on our Instagram But we, you know, get so many videos submitted every day, we don't always get to watch every single one or we don't watch every single one right away, you know. Um, so, like, working with us and pitching us is is really helpful. And like I said, that email address is just videos at lovestorystv.com. But I think the thing with um, international, you know, it's interesting. It's like people don't always get married where they live, you know. So Americans get married abroad, People who don't live in the U.S. get married in the U.S. You know, filmmakers are flying all over the world um, to film weddings. And we always tell couples, we're like, if there's a filmmaker that you really love and they're not based where you're getting married, it's still worth reaching out because you don't know. Maybe they have another wedding later that month in that location and they want to do a trip out there or they're looking to build their portfolio in a certain city. Like, it's worth a try, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Um, I... I My last question is, how will a filmmaker market himself? What advice can you give to wedding filmmakers to market themselves without showing off their work? Is there, are there other ways that wedding filmmakers or you know, wedding vendors in particular 
like since we're talking about video and this is our specialty do you have any advice for people to market themselves without showing the wedding video yeah well one thing is um every weekend someone new takes over our instagram and our snapchat from a real wedding that they're attending and something we hear from brides all the time is like we want, we can see the DMS, you know, like what people are DMing about a particular takeover. And they're like, that person seems really cool and fun. I would love to have them at my wedding, which just shows you it's not just about the final product. It's like people want someone who they're comfortable around. So that's like, I was saying, like when you go to work a wedding, you know, like dress nicely and like say hi to people and like have your business card and like, um, you know, be friendly and fun. Don't like drink and party. You're not a guest, but like, you know, like, talk to people and like be friendly with the bridesmaids and friendly with the groomsmen. Cause they're all going to get married too. And like reach out to us and do a takeover, you know, stuff like that. And then people are like, Oh, like Paul, like Paul seems really fun. I'm watching him interact with these people at this wedding. He's at like, I'm going to go check out his work and like, see if I should hire him. So I think it's like a really good question to ask. It's a mix of like the final product and just like how you present yourself in person and on social media. And we love giving filmmakers the opportunity to do that. So if you're listening to this, definitely reach out to us about doing a takeover. And the email address for all this stuff is just videos at lovestoriestv.com. Okay. So you're saying that people want to be involved in the process as well. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I usually have... I usually dress better and my hair is usually better, but I because I, I thought <laughs> I thought we were doing audio only, and then I see, oh my gosh, I'm she's sorry. ready. <laughs> so no, no, and I'm I don't actually, think people need to be. Listen, it's like you're a filmmaker at a wedding; like you got to wear sneakers. I mean, you can't. Like I get it, but it's just like you know, present yourself in a way that makes people want to have you at their wedding. Yeah, you I, know, I, I have these Colhans that are ground zero. And Everyone says the Kohans are like the best wedding Beautiful to look at and it's like wearing yeah. a sneaker and it's just great. Like, oh my gosh, Grand Enters is happening now and then we just run for it and we're okay. Yeah. We never slip, yeah. we never fall. It's perfect. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else that you want to say before we, we finish the interview? Because you've given us so much information right now, I can't believe... Thank you. you. Well, listen, if you're listening to this and you have any questions at all about how to use love stories or something's confusing you, um, please email us videos at lovestoriestv.com. Don't forget what I said. If you have made one video ever, we want it on the site. And it doesn't mean you won't get featured and it doesn't mean you won't get discovered. You know, you could add 17 different data points to that one video and that's 17 different ways you might get noticed, you know. But if you have 100 videos and you're paying to host them on Vimeo, you can host them with us for free. So no matter where you are sort of in the spectrum, we have something for you. We want to help you grow your business. Um, so you can just go to lovestoriestv.com today and start uploading your videos. Or if you have questions and want to learn more, please reach out to us. Um, you should definitely follow us on Instagram. Um, it's a great way to learn more about our service and what we do and see the kind of stuff we feature. We're also on YouTube and Facebook and Snapchat and um you know, we have a great email newsletter for filmmakers. So um, keep up with us. And if there's any questions you have, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you. So, you know, um, Love Stories TV has has changed the, the industry. And you, you have helped elevate the way filmmakers present their wedding videos to the couples. And I really, really want to thank you for that. And thank you for pressuring us to make our make our videos better every time. <laughs> 
Well, I've, I'm nothing if not honest, but um, thank you for saying that. And thank you for being like such a big supporter since the beginning. We appreciate it so much. And um, yeah, I hope that I get to meet and hear from some of your listeners. That would be amazing. So thanks everyone for, for tuning in today. Thank you so much. All the best to you. Video is in the forefront of social media. And now more than ever, your business should take advantage of this. I can't stress that enough. A lot of people are stating that 2020 will be the start of the video revolution, which means Facebook is actually trying to compete with YouTube, which means that by 2021, Facebook will be all video. Another thing is our job is to help each other out. So not only should you promote the people you like working with, but also don't give your clients a disservice by referring random people just because that's all they can afford. I love to know if you have any more tips on video marketing, especially when it comes to marketing wedding videos, or if you've learned something from this episode. I always look forward to your messages, so keep them coming. Do me a favor and share this podcast with someone whom you think will benefit from it. I really like reading your reviews, so please share your experiences with this podcast by leaving a review on iTunes or rating it. Actually, I'll read one review right now, and it's a really long one, so prepare yourself. It's from Scott Ralph 182 He says, good info on the business of wedding video. That's it. So thank you so much for that review, Scott. And thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of the Wedding Video Boss Podcast. Till then, play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good looking. Boss man out. And thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of the Wedding Video Boss Podcast. Till then, Play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good looking. Boss man out.